right. If we want to build the future, we're gonna need something. Like a high-speed internet connection that can turn my ideas into reality. Like the skills to become the world's most powerful coder. The resources to make more films with people who look like me. 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 Like the tools to start my sustainable shoe business. Way more space to collaborate. Yeah, that's better. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to open doors for the next generation so they can build a future of unlimited possibilities. Hi, I'm Shaletta Burnage. I'm a media personality, podcaster, and a business owner. But my most important role is moms. Three of my beautiful kids have been diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. When I didn't know who to trust or where to turn, I found ACRA. ACRA provides home care services to families all over Minnesota. The care is not one size fits all. They know each one of my kids is unique. They listen to what resources we needed and what's best for our family. I've seen my kids grow and thrive with ACRA's in-home care. While autism is the most common diagnosis among ACRA clients, ACRA offers personalized in-home care services for people with disabilities, chronic illnesses, behavioral diagnosis, and mental illness. They work with children, adolescents, and older folks too. Find out more about ACRA at their website, acrahomecare.org. ACRA helps me provide my kids with a better quality of life. They can do it for your family too. What? Want your boss to put some real action behind the rhetoric when they talk about making your workplace more inclusive? Find out how to hold their feet to the fire and demand diversity on the Diversity Dude podcast. Hello there, and welcome back to the Diversity Dude podcast. I'm your host, Lambert Fisher, marriage and family therapist, award-winning author, and national speaker on the topic of multicultural awareness and diversity. And for those of you who are interested in even more positive and encouraging tips and strategies beyond what I share in podcasts like this, then feel free to check out my award-winning book, Diversity in Clinical Practice, nationally recognized for the unique way in which it addresses the often difficult topic of multicultural awareness and diversity. Designed for more than just therapists, if, you're, if you are a helping professional in any way, diversity in clinical practice can help you meet the greatest variety of cultural needs possible for those whom you serve. And it's available in paper and audiobook versions for your convenience. And whether it be through my one-on-one -on -one relationship building efforts as a therapist or my informing and empowering efforts as an author and speaker, know that my personal mission is to do my part to improve the world one strengthened relationship at a time. So today, I want to share a few encouraging words on the increasingly common question of how do you identify and respond to biases? In case you hadn't tuned in to watch, the LSU Tigers recently won the NCAA Women's Basketball National Championship over the Iowa Hawkeyes. Unfortunately, this great accomplishment has been overshadowed a bit in the news as well as on social media by comments made by one of the stars of the winning LSU team who was seen copying a hand gesture made famous by wrestler John Cena waving his hand in front of his face, conveying that he's so much better than his opponents that they can't even see him. These gestures were made toward an Iowa team that lost who had previously made the same gesture, conveying their dominance over other teams which they had won against. 
Now, while many saw this simply as a well-earned and backed-up reciprocal sports trash talking, both verbally and non-verbally, in the direct manner in which the other player had done so to others, and thus a test of whether that person could take what they had already dished out, others saw it very differently. Many saw this returned gesture as inappropriate, unnecessary, and unsportsmanlike conduct. Now, on paper, this is already confusing since when an Iowa player repeatedly makes her, her sports dominance clear to other players verbally and non-verbally, she is often seen as confident, passionate, and a fierce competitor. However, when a particular LSU player made the same gestures and comments while similarly dominating this Iowa team, this player was considered to be disrespectful and inappropriate. Now, on its own, that in and of itself reflects a double standard that's a problem already. However, the other factor that influences this outrage a lot in this particular incident is the fact that the Iowa player who found herself on the receiving end of this precedent that she started was white. And the LSU player that gave the, that reciprocal gesture back to her was black. Now, as I just described, without needing to pull the race card, as they say, there's unfairness associated with perceptions of this encounter already. However, when you also acknowledge this additional factor, it becomes difficult not to consider the role of race and ethnic, ethnic differences that might be playing a part in the views and implications of these particular players' competitive comments and gestures. Put more simply, it's hard to argue against the belief that for many, the media personalities or even just the social media voices commenting on this incident, the white player gets the benefit of the doubt and the black player doesn't. The white player has a legitimate reason and the black player doesn't. The white player's intentions were honorable and the black player's was not. Now, as I consistently make clear, I seek not to read the minds of anyone or declare that I confidently know what anyone is thinking or feeling at any given point in time. And I don't need you to do so either. However, without needing to definitively declare others' intentions or perceptions, this incident highlights an experience that extends way beyond sports itself in, in this incident. For years, people have observed how people of different races or ethnicities suspected of committing crimes have been described by news media and even law enforcement reports specifically in very different ways. Sometimes it's people of color being portrayed as being more dangerous when a white person doing the exact same thing is seen as displaying poor judgment. Or other times it's, say, a woman running for political office being seen as unnecessarily and unpredictably aggressive, while a male political candidate doing the same thing would be considered displaying assertive leadership qualities. All of these trends and more reflect individual and group biases that extend way beyond race that positively impact some and negatively impact others based on no fault of the person who's negatively impacted. Some common questions that arise from this re realization is, uh, of this tendency is how can we effectively identify those biased people and how should we respond when we find them? Well, one thing to keep in mind and consider anew in a new way uh, is that in many ways, we're all biased. Now, hear me out. When I say this, I don't mean we're all racist and we all hold negative ill will toward anyone who's not like us. That's not the same thing. No, I simply mean that at its basic dictionary de definition level, bias simply means to have a particular tendency or inclination, especially when that prevents unprejudiced consideration or being partial. To put it more simply, picture this. If I have a piece of candy in my hand and there's two children in my vicinity whom I can give that piece of candy to, and one of those children is my child, then I'm biased toward my child. 
I'm partial toward my child. I'm inclined to give the candy to my child. And I'm not ashamed of that reality at all. I love my child more than anyone else. And I would do anything for my child. The problem is not me being partial toward my child, uh, not me having that particular kind of bias. It, it is The problem is that what I do with that bias, it would be different if I consistently gave that candy to my child and left the other children out. Or what if I convince myself that the other child really doesn't like candy? That's why I gave the candy to my child. Or to make it even more applicable, if I gave the candy to my child and then called the other child greedy for wanting candy too. Or selfish for getting candy on their own and not offering some to my child after I just did the same thing. You see, while it's perfectly okay to be more comfortable with those who you're most familiar, it's a completely different thing to negatively judge or impact others as a result whether intentionally or unintentionally. That's something that we all need to take responsible for. We need to make sure that we're being aware of our biases, ours and others, not so we can shame ourselves or others, but so that we can reduce the negative impact of any biases that we have or see. So let me be clear. If biases are everywhere, then how should we respond when you see them? Well, I begin with normalizing biases so I can invite all of us to look actively inwardly and outwardly for those biases. Instead of judging them away, we can do a couple of things. The first thing is to explore the source of those biases. Ask yourself or others what past experiences have contributed to that ineffective and inaccurate bias. Sometimes you can't fathom how you or someone else could even think such negative things until you realize that one or more past negative experiences, whether experienced personally, witnessed personally, or taught from someone who is a trusted source that they experience, is clouding one's judgment and perception of something else or someone else, making it difficult to see a healthier truth that might, might be right in front of your face. Then second, the more we can identify the source of biases, the easier it will be to show how the person in front of you today is not the living embodiment of that past negative experience. Give the people you encounter each day the opportunity to earn your respect without requiring them to prove that they are not the worst possible picture of them that you may have had before you even said hi, and especially one that they did not earn. And third, the more you practice looking for sources and seeing how people on the receiving end of those negative biased perceptions haven't earned it, then advocate for those individuals whenever you can. If you have a friend or a family member who not only has preferences for certain people, but also against negatively against other people, then make the most of opportunities you may have to speak on that person's behalf and show that those other people's needs are just as credible. Their feelings are just as legitimate, whether healthily expressed or not, and that just as you don't want to be negatively portrayed in a way that you didn't personally earn, it's a great gift to someone else to avoid treating them negatively based on things that they have not earned. I don't know what environments or opportunities you may find yourself to be in, personally or professionally, but my hope for you is that you will be motivated not only by knowing the feeling of want, not wanting to be seen negatively in a way that you did not earn, but also, the awareness that many others, individually as well as as groups, have experienced being treated negatively regularly, and that you can do your part to help validate the frustration of being treated unfairly, confront unearned negative perceptions wherever they may be, and offer a healthy, more positive alternative perspective that may even create a possibility of healthy interactions all around. You never know. You may be the one to help someone be pleasantly surprised to discover that their negative bias was less a reflection of the reality of someone else 
and more reflection of an unearned, skewed perspective within oneself. And with that, I'll say thanks again for listening to the Diversity Do podcast. If you have any pressing diversity-related questions that you'd like me to address on an upcoming podcast, or if your organization is in need of a shame-free and empowering guest speaker on this often sensitive topic, then feel free to reach out to me directly at www.lambertsfisher.com or www.diversitymadesimple. If you know of anyone else who can benefit from a positive and encouraging perspective on the often difficult topic of diversity, then feel free to send them a link to this podcast or share with them my award-winning book, Diversity in Clinical Practice, available on Amazon.com. And if you are a helping professional interested in increasing your ability to meet the needs of everyone you serve, no matter their cultural similarities or differences, then consider registering for my upcoming live virtual event in a few weeks, where I will share practical tips and strategy where you can help increase your cultural competence and confidence. And although usually only available to companies and organizations privately, this live and interactive event is available to the public for anyone who wants to grow. And as a thank you for my podcast listeners, feel free to use the promo code SHAMEFREE to register for half off the registration fee. Considering the impact it can have on you personally and professionally, you will not regret it. Find out more at diversitymadesimple.com. I look forward to having you and equipping everyone who comes. And as usual, I look forward to addressing as many topics as possible in future podcasts to help you improve as many relationships as possible at work, at home, and in your community. And as always, remember this. You don't need to know everything about everyone in order to have a positive impact on someone. Thank you all for tuning in and have a great day. Tune in each week and find out how to demand and implement diversity at your job. To hear more, check out previous Diversity Dude shows on ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. Well, this is awkward. (laughs) On this season of Outside Chance... We're about to put the fly in fly fishing. I'm about to prove there's an outdoor activity for everybody. Yeah! This one I'm pretty confident I can make. <laughs> I'll break down gear, costs, and best locations to learn. Holy crap. Whoa! Yeah! Life is meant to be experienced. <laughs> Did you see that? Join me and find out what you've been missing. Boost your immunity and help protect your community. COVID-19 is still here, and it's not too late to get your booster. Staying up to date with vaccines can help build protection that has decreased since your last shot and provide better protection against newer variants. Boosters are an important part of protecting yourself from getting seriously ill from COVID-19. To learn more and schedule your appointment, visit ramseycounty.us slash COVID vaccine. When I walked across that stage at my high school graduation, I was excited, but confused about my next step. Then I walked through the doors at Doherty Family College. Doherty Family College is part of the University of St. Thomas. It's a two-year college that lets you earn an associate's degree and puts you on a path to your bachelor's degree. Classes are small, so I have a personal relationship with professors committed to my success. Like the name says, they treat us like family. They call us scholars because they believe we could do anything we put our minds to. They set us up for excellence with free tutoring, and that's not the only thing that's free. Laptops, books, even breakfast and lunch, and bus fare. That's part of the package here at Doherty Family College. It's even free to apply. So do like I did. Go to dfc.stthomas.edu and set up a tour. We'd be excited to welcome you to our family here at Doherty Family College. Racial covenants had structured every aspect of life. Keeping black people in black spaces. Slavery's history is Minnesota's history. 
so much of working towards racial equity is around telling our own stories. Whether I'm taking the bus or the light rail, I'm on board with Metro Transit. What would I do without my ride? I hope to never find out. Metro Transit is my ticket to get where I need to go. Uptown or downtown, city or suburbs, no hassle. It's my reliable, affordable way to get to work, run errands, visit friends, and then get back home to my neighborhood. With easy to pay fares, I just jump on board and relax while a professional does the driving. This is my time to listen to my music, catch up with my friends on social media, play a game or read, or just chill out and unwind on the way to my destination. But sharing the ride is also about being with folks from my community, headed to school, or traveling to their appointments, or out on the town. Traveling together, we make our road safer and create a healthier environment for everyone. Get on board with Metro Transit. It's your ride, too. You know Shaletta makes you laugh, but did you know Shaletta Brundage can also make you think and boost your business? Media personality, activist, and comedian Shaletta Brundage founded Shaletta Makes Me Laugh to celebrate and share the best of black culture. It's a podcasting platform. You can download 10 weekly podcasts hosted by African-American subject experts at ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com is also a production house creating broadcast quality commercial content. And Shaletta and her team of storytellers create powerful promotional campaigns to get businesses the brand awareness they're looking for. Some of Minnesota's top businesses trust Shaletta, and you can too. Get out the word about your events and products and get in front of communities of color with ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. She's got the power to help your business. You started your business with big dreams and big ideas. But achieving your goals is a matter of doing the little things right. At Bremer Bank, we're ready to help you navigate all the details, questions, and challenges you encounter on your way to growth and success. Because right now, relationships matter more than ever. And understanding is everything. Find out more at bremer.com. At General Mills, our table is your table. And we believe racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at generalmills.com forward slash racial equity.